0: LSU had six million yards versus
1: us.
0: And I'm sure Kirby's super mad about that. Uh, they, <laughs> yeah, they,
1: they're still they, running.
0: You know, you know, they didn't have much rushing the ball, but they had five hundred yards passing and still can only muster up twenty points.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it's 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 just it's demoralizing.
2: Welcome to My Got A Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I are joined by Lamar Lovelace and George Foster from the 100 Sanford Podcast for the Dog Central crossover event everyone has been waiting for. As always, remember to check out store.mygotapodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at My a Podcast. Finally, we'd love for you to check out our presenting sponsor, Oxiatime, at oxiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E.com. Now, let's join the conversation. In progress. All right, John, what was that? You're just showing off a bottle here. We gotta know what that was. I got I got the the My Gotta Podcast Dog Central
3: special. Mm. Weller Weller right. special Weller Special Reserve. I picked it up picked it up today, although I say that. I, I picked up another bottle. So I had this is this is the a bottle that I'm planning on taking to uh we're heading to North Carolina for Carter Soccer. Uh, I think I mentioned that to you. Anyway, hey, mm-hmm. surprise, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm going to be in your neck of the woods this weekend.
2: That's right. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, and we got, so if you're listening, you could be listening to this through My Got a Podcast. You could be listening through to this through 100 Sanford. Uh, thus far, we've got Lamar. And hey, if you're listening to 1 Sanford, maybe you don't even know who I am either. So I'm Jim. <laughs> you just heard John. And we've got Lamar. Lamar, how are you doing, man?
1: I'm good, man. How
2: are you guys doing tonight? We are doing excellent. I yeah. have uh I brought this for you, Lamar, because this it made me proud that I was able to actually like recommend something to someone and they liked it. So yeah. I've got that makers 46 French Oak. There you go. Uh, See, I knew I was
1: I knew we were gonna do this collaboration, so I was ready. Yes. I got my I got my glass, right? There we go. There we okay. go. I'm doing a little Van Winkle tonight. Oh man. What? what? No, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I, wanted, I just
1: wanted to sound so cool on this show with you guys because you guys always bring something special. I said, let me look it up. Well,
3: I brought something um, special for our special guest, so I brought the special. I brought the special reserve.
2: <laughs> oh, that's nah, I got a
1: good. Four roses, man. Mm. That's that's good. that's excellent.
2: Right, yeah, I, that's a really good one. I do I do enjoy that one. Which uh, the the
3: yellow label or which one is it?
2: Yellow, yeah, yellow
3: label. Awesome.
2: Yeah, that's I think that's, that's that's the one I think that's the only one that I have had. I know John, you've been telling me about some of the other ones. I haven't had those yet. So
3: uh the yellow label's good. Um the the one that I really enjoy that John and I have have talked a good bit about um is the um small batch select. It's mm-hmm. uh I guess for lack of a better description, the brown label. And then there's another step up, the limited edition, which is a clear. Like the, it's, it's like a label that's just printed on the, on the glass. Mm. Um, they have small batch, which is, I, I personally am not a fan of small batch, but um, it, it it's really harsh for me, but mm. um, small batch select is, is a fantastic, it's like a $50 price point bottle. That limited yeah. edition is like almost impossible to find, but
1: interesting. Yeah. You interesting. know, you guys like talk about all these drinks that I can't get because here in Virginia, for whatever reason, there's nothing at the ABC, nothing. <laughs> I- I'm like you, though,
2: Lamar, because it, is, North Carolina is the same thing. I, I think yeah. it's that like that ABC, everything being centralized, right? And yeah. you can only go here or there. John has like in Georgia where you can kind of get to know the store owner. Or maybe they've got something behind the back or whatever. And like we yeah, don't yeah, have man. that luxury
1: in the ABC states, though. So, yeah, i we don't I'm have that at all. Out like thing. updates or anything like that when they shoot out the little email and say, hey, get here within 20 minutes and the whole batch is going to be here. We, we get <laughs> that here. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, man. We had okay. Eagle Rare last week, and I go I go in, and I'm like, "Hey, you guys have Eagle Rare," and they're like, "You just missed it. You just missed <laughs> it like 20 minutes ago." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? Right. Like, oh, we emailed it. We sent the blast out to everybody." And I'm like, "Really? Oh, really? Man, I just missed it." So I tell I tell you what
3: Instagram Instagram Facebook pages. Um, obviously, if you if you're on the email lists for the the liquor stores or whatever. I get uh Jim and I talk about this there's a there's a liquor store that, since I'm heading to North Carolina this weekend there's a liquor store called Southern Spirits on the way to uh on the on the way to Charlotte in South Carolina mm. it's like just over the border from North Carolina um they have like a, a weekly kind of like giveaway kind of thing, not giveaway, but like, you know what I mean? Like they have like special bottles. Like you, what you follow their Instagram page and it's like an Easter egg hunt inside their, inside their mm-hmm. liquor store. They hide like special bottles all over the store and everybody's wow. like, you, you see everybody wandering around. It's like, Oh, there's the Pappy. You know what I mean? Like,
1: oh.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Nice. Nice. They'll do
2: that. they have like an allocated Saturday, like once a month, which I still haven't done yet. Um, but You but they they you get to like camp out. People like camp out and like line up, and so they put all the stuff out. That's when it's not hidden there. Like it's it's right there, and so there's like you you know two bottles of this, five bottles of that, or whatever. People go in and 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 eat those up. But yeah, yeah, John, you may have to do that. You will because you went last time. You were in Charlotte for soccer. Right, last time Carter was up here, you guys did that. We
3: did, yeah, we did do that. That was like in between games. But this time, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I just, I got my Weller. I'm not, I'm not into the games. I don't want to mess with it. So, Mm. um, yeah, I've gotten a little bit jaded. I was talking talking to John about that today. That the bourbon game is just so ridiculous, man. It's it's so ridiculous. Like you can't get a lot of stuff that you could get like along like eagle rare. Like even like eagle rare is behind the counter here in georgia and it's like come on man like you either got it or you don't and like the weller green label too like it's it's fairly readily available so like on one hand like i kind of respect the fact that you just you go to the liquor store and everybody's on the same rules allegedly um what's on the shelf is on the shelf but like in georgia Mm -hmm. like you walk into a store and it's like what's on the shelf is on the shelf but like there might be some stuff in the back that if you hit someone on the right day or ask the right person that doesn't know enough, or you know, like yeah. if you're John, if you're John and you go to a liquor store that has like a point system where they like are tracking how much money you spend and you can just like roll up into the place that you've been spending money on for 15 years and they they just like, yeah, yeah, come on back here. Here, you want to try some? You want to try Slot them a 20.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> It's so mysterious to me. Like, I had never... I, I'm so new to this world, I'm still, like, learning it. it, it it's kind of baffling to me, but... The bourbon world? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, like, the buying it. The buying yeah. of the bourbon. So, and yeah. I definitely didn't understand it until I watched a documentary that John recommended called Neat. It's on Hulu. Um, mm-hmm. And just, I mean, it makes sense in, like, the whole, like, uh, why things are rare, right? Because you're in, like, a... If you're, if you're drinking, like, a, a 10... Age 10 years, or even age 7 years, or whatever, right? Like, they had to decide how much of that to make seven years ago, 10 years ago. And so they're having to Mm -hmm. constantly like project what the demand will be that far out in advance. So that's a lot why it's hard. And we're in this like bourbon boom right now. And you know, if if, if you're a 10 age barrel or 10 year age barrel, like that went in 10 years ago. Right. And like, they didn't know it was going to be like this. So I guess that's one of the issues that distilleries have is trying to figure that kind of stuff out. So what's the reason
1: for the boom? And I mean, me personally, I completely went off of beer. Anything else, it's all bourbon now. I I know I just feel better in the morning. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't give me hangovers or headaches or anything like that. So I don't know why there's a big boom for it. I think, ah. it's,
3: I think it's basically like, you know, people went away from like the light beers and things like that. You started seeing like the IPAs and all that stuff getting yeah. popular. And I think it's kind of the same way with bourbon, right? Like people started realizing that they could drink better. Um, but there's also, you know, the... The marketing for it as well you know jim one of our fraternity brothers used to joke like marketing doesn't work like I, like if you tell me <laughs> if you tell me to buy something you tell me to buy something i'm not gonna buy it or whatever but like i'll, I'll give you for instance like yellowstone like there's mm. you know um yeah. dutton, the uh john dutton was drinking weller 12 and that mm. was a product placement that was within you you never would have even seen it coming you know what i mean yeah, but yeah. like it's that kind of persona so you got mad men was popular for a long time and they were drinking bourbon like there's there's all these different shows like the um uh, sopranos you know tony sopranos like sitting around drinking drinking whiskey and stuff like that and so you have a lot of cultural factors that are playing into like hyping up the market and I think that, you know, like I said, you see our, our fraternity brother, um, Matthew McConaughey, you know, he's he's fronting he's fronting Long Branch and you got all these celebrities pushing their own brands and stuff. You got like The Rock, you know, with Terramana And right. uh, I think uh, P. Diddy was like Ciroc, you know, everybody's got their own little thing that they're they're pushing. And um, the bourbon game just kind of became, uh, became it kind of became it kind of became like this big thing in suburban america i feel
1: like works for me
2: yeah i don't i yeah i don't have i'm i'm with you lamar like for me like the feeling better piece right because i had gone i had gone down that big into that craft beer realm and was drinking a lot of ipas and i i you know a you don't have to drink as much bourbon right and then like b i'm saying i'm the same way as you i feel better um after after that, then as opposed to like an IPA and such. So Jim didn't even drink bourbon until we started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> Season one can,
3: peer pressure, peer pressure is a big total peer pressure. <laughs> Season
2: one, like John, you would have a bourbon and I'd have a you know a creature comforts or some kind of beer, right? And then it's that, fantastic beer. Finally, well, I wasn't it, eating it snacks
1: until you know Graham came on ours, you know. I love that. <laughs> Graham
2: into snacks, man. Yeah, man. Big uh, snack
1: time snacker well, I got I snacks Lamar,
3: we you weren't you weren't really a big bourbon drinker during the podcast so are you going to be are you going to be with us the whole time
1: yeah <laughs> man i'll be good i'll be <laughs> i'll be good
2: promise stay, you you just stay away from the barrel proof that's what we've learned on that one yeah. the, the, bar, the barrel proof can be deadly <laughs> 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 oh man well i know so in, in general right i mean we were gearing up for the holidays And we're between, we don't have a game like right away, not exactly imminent. And we had been talking forever about needing to do this. Um, you know, ever since we, we teamed up, um, as part of dog central together. Um, I I think we've definitely like, we've all talked a lot more, uh, outside of the podcast, you know, been like on the forum and, and texting and I know like we've learned so much from you guys, um, you know, mm-hmm. how plugged in you are. And it's, I feel like it is um, probably kind of come through on the podcast a little bit too, just cause like we, we, I feel like we're more knowledgeable about things because of you Lamar and because of Trey and everyone involved. And and we got George Um it's, it's been, I don't know, it's been a heck of a ride. It's been a lot of fun. I'm so excited to to do this you know collaboration episode. I've uh, been
1: looking forward to this all week. So, me too, <laughs> man. I've been so excited. I mean, I, I, I worked today, but I didn't do anything in the office. Man, mm-hmm. I hope my boss isn't listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and all I, I'm just excited all day. I was like, man, man, you know, finally, some other people on the pod, especially my guys from my God a Podcast. So, um, I was excited to do this. Uh, couldn't wait. Um, I listen to your show every week. In the office, by the way, in the <laughs> office. So yeah. Um. But yeah, man, Dog Central's blowing up, doing good things, and I think as a whole, the community is doing great things. You know, yeah, Field Street, you got Graham doing what he's doing, Dog Stats, uh, yeah. John Tweet Sports. So everything is doing great with uh with Dog Central. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's 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 pretty amazing. Like you, you can really just it's kind of choose your own adventure, right? Like you guys. <laughs> You guys and Trey are, are super plugged into the program. Obviously, Dustin and Jason and those guys are big into recruiting. Graham and Dog and Dog Stats or uh, Josh, you know, they're they are X's and O's. And Graham's obviously super plugged in too. And then you got George, who's coming in with the alumni and the the guests that you guys have been able to pull on yeah. 100 Sanford is just phenomenal. What you guys have done with with your programming is just amazing. It's it's super awesome to just be around everybody. We're all encouraging each other and supporting each other. It's it's really fun. And then Jim and I are just kind of hanging
1: out, making gifts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, but that's the whole that's the whole focus of Dog Central, though, right? You know, I mean, to have a collective community of different pockets of things that people want to listen to hell. We had Maurice Claret on last week. Mm -hmm. I never thought we'd get so many (laughs) negative comments about something that he said that was actually positive. I mean, he really, it was a troll, right. For him saying, you know, George is going to get dusted. I don't even know what he said now, but, um, but still we had so many people dialed into that. There's George now coming on. um, But we had so many people dialed into that episode. And, um, but it brings a different style of listener, too, right? Because they want to hear different things. They want to hear different things from George. And that and that's what I love about George being on the show, because he's able to bring a true understanding of the game. He's able to bring something that none of us are able to do, right? We're not alumni. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, you guys are alums, but football alums, right? We we did not play between the hedges. You know what I mean? We Letterman. didn't play at that at, <laughs> right? you know? <laughs>
3: We're not we Letterman. Play at that we're not Letterman
1: Club. <laughs> <laughs> and when you ask him questions and he's able to give you details and you know insight on things that normal people would not have access to, it's phenomenal, man. So uh, it it's been cool. I, I I've loved the uh, the journey that we're all on so far. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh,
3: having having George is 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 amazing. By the way, a fantastic screenshot of George there. <laughs> 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 he looks like he's ready to line up and go,
1: man. I think I want that jacket, though. If What's I felt that? like
0: it. i say if I felt like it. Sorry if my audio isn't what it should be. I'm on the move tonight, uh, moving around. Uh, it's not my usual setup. I don't have a mic on. I'm driving. Uh, that's why y'all can't see my beautiful face in person. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But hopefully you can hear me, man. What's going on, guys? How y'all doing? We're, We're good. kicking We're,
3: it. We're kicking it, man. We love it. What y'all <laughs> talking about?
0: What you talking about? I hope y'all weren't talking trash about me.
2: No, man. Come on now. <laughs> I, you know what we, what, you know what we hadn't said yet is, you know, this is Lamar's first time on my got a podcast. This is George's second time, Lamar. So he's he's one yeah. up, one up, one up to you there. We had George on season one talking about right? the goalposts, about the goalpost game. Yeah,
0: that was probably like 2020, wasn't it? Yeah. Were we in the pandemic already?
2: It was, it was. And that was like uh I mean that was one of our I mean, George, we were like episode four. Uh George was so nice. Like I sent George a DM, like, hey, would you talk to me about this? And he was like, Okay. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that, that's
0: that's usually how it goes, man. Like if I if I if I feel a good vibe, if I you know, if I if you seem credible, you know what I'm saying? I don't care. i I'll jump <laughs> on like I I did something today. I did something, to, I'm, I'm always doing something for somebody. Yeah. If, you know, if um, so I, did, if I got yesterday, me and Charles Grant did something, you know, it wasn't quite football related, uh, but he had some new stuff going on. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, I don't, I don't mind talking and giving my, whatever I feel like is, you know, true to life knowledge and my perspective on things. Uh, it could be football, it could be anything. Um, I'll jump on and talk about it if I have
1: the time. <laughs> he's I a serial that. potter, man. That's what he is. He's a serial <laughs> potter. I mean, and, I didn't even realize he was going to be on something today, and all of a sudden it popped up on the timeline on Twitter, and I'm like, all right, again, I'm in the office not doing anything, right, Jim? So <laughs> right. I put it on in the background, and here he is. You know, he's with uh, – what's what's Ron uh, it was, Yeah, Ron, Johnson, yeah, Ron, Ron Johnson. Johnson.
0: He does the Vikings. He covers the Vikings up there. Um, he's a friend of Spice Adams, and I'm a friend of Spice. So he got to know me through Spice, and uh, he reached out to me the other day because I said something about the Lions, you know, and, and they played the Vikings the other day, and um, and I said sure, you know, since I you know I played for the Lions, uh, uh, and it was a good talk, and they, he surprised me and brought Spice on the day. I can't like <laughs> it's like I can't I can't shake old Spice, you know. He's needs, he, he, you know. He jumps on. I when I was talking to a, uh, I was on. Uh, on a call with Joe Briggs one day and he was talking, you know, Joe, Joe Briggs was, uh, uh, with the NFL PA and he teaches, he's a professor sometimes. And, uh, I was talking to his class one day and here comes Spice jumping on me. His <laughs> Omega front brother. I was like, I can't shake this guy. <laughs>
2: did, did you play with Spice anywhere, George, or do you just know him from uh, just from the league I, or
0: I, I learned, I, I first met Spice in the Senior Bowl, so we go back that okay. far. Okay. Um, and so that's, okay. that's why I first met Spice. And then, uh, you know, years throughout the league, different, you know, playing against them and, you know, uh, different events and stuff. We got to know each other and got to know each other even more uh, as social media became, you mm-hmm. know, bigger as well. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I know Spice.
2: Okay. Yeah, I know you definitely turned me on to him as like a consumer of your social media, George. Like <laughs> I, I always right. tell people like what a great follow you are. And like so, I don't like so I didn't true. know about his social media stuff until so you started like retweeting some of the stuff that he 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 does on Twitter. And I can't remember if he was on Vine, which I feel like I have to credit yeah, George he, he for like a little vine. A little vine? He okay. did a little I, vine. Yeah, he did a little vine stuff. Vine
0: okay. hilarious. He is a nut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love Spice.
2: So I don't think we had hit record yet. Uh, You know, again, like on my got a podcast, we always say joining the conversation in progress. We were talking about ballers earlier. um, And he was on that. He had a little arc (laughs) on that show where he was like playing himself. But anyways, I don't know if y'all remember that. (laughs) I
0: don't remember that. Spice Spice was definitely on there with The Rock. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Oh, man. With The Rock. He's doing doing his thing. And I told him a long time ago that he was going to pop because he was, you Mm. know, he was he was basically built for everyone.
4: You know mm-hmm. what I mean?
0: He's funny, uh uh, you know, nice guy. You know, everything he does is clean. Like it's 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 already mm-hmm. packaged. And uh, you know, I wanna see him take it to the next level. I wanna see him all over the T V. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
2: Nice. Well, yeah, we, we weren't we weren't talking trash about you, George. No, no, don't worry about that. <laughs> I think right when you hopped on, we were talking about y'all's episode with, with Maurice Claret that you just had and some of that, which was awesome, yeah. by the way. I was uh I don't know. I, I had never heard like I know that I knew that he had gotten into public speaking and stuff, but I had not heard any of it really. Um he's got a, a cool story, had a lot. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed you guys having him on. It was really cool. And I guess the only thing I'll add is that George, I am bummed. That you guys didn't get to play against that team back in the day, because mm-hmm. I would have oh, loved, loved to man. have seen I feel, that. I feel,
0: like, if I'm being honest with you, man, I, like nobody could tell me different. I feel like we were peaking at the right time, and I, yeah. I feel like we would have beat anybody. I you know what I mean. I, I just, I just really feel that way. That that Florida game was kind of a, you know, it was kind of a, a, a fluke, mm-hmm. flukish type game. Uh, we shouldn't have lost any games that year. You know, what I mean yeah. that one game we lost. I feel like it was a fluke. We didn't even lose to one of the better teams we played that year. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Florida was, you know, kind of, you know, they weren't that great um, that year, and we end up letting them get one. Uh, but yeah, I feel like we would have beat Ohio State or Miami that year.
3: Man, and that would have shut down. That would have shut down a, a whole, a whole kind of narrative, right? Yeah, oh, seriously. no
0: question. No question. <laughs> like it, it. Then it took. <laughs> A lot of the when trash those
3: people talk. A lot of the trash those people talk would be non-existent at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the thing about it, when people don't understand, is they talk a lot of trash about Georgia. And yeah, they can say, you know, up until you know last year, last few years, you know, I, I'll even take it back to appearances that we didn't win, and like in like twenty, uh, when was that, seventeen, eighteen? Mm, when, yes, we did win, when we didn't win So up until then, you know lot of trash that people would talk would be about, you know, Georgia not being able to, you know, finish the drill or, you know, mm-hmm. win a championship. But mm-hmm. they never talk about how Georgia really, you know, yeah, that may be true, but Georgia is a very, very, very historically solid program. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I went back, I did some counting, I went back, probably has I think Georgia might have in the last 50, fifty, fifty two, fifty three years, Georgia has like ten seasons of under seven wins. That's it.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like mm.
0: that's like ten out of the last fifty plus years. Mm-hmm. That's rare. Not yeah. I don't think I don't think any of the top teams can say that. You know what I mean? They had very highs, you know, a lot of the teams had really high highs. Then it had some really low, really uh, bad lows. Georgia kind of remained, you know, good for lack of a better word. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: we had, we just we just couldn't get to great some years, but mm-hmm. you know, Georgia never. I I don't recall, you know, especially in in my lifetime, there might be one bad, in quotes, Georgia team, and that's mm-hmm. good. You know what I mean? I get to go into every season knowing that I'm not gonna, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna want to watch every game. Right, you know what I mean. I I, bet, I I guarantee you, there are a few Florida fans this year that you know didn't quite want to watch every game. It's like, uh, you know what I mean. Nobody wants to I can Nobody really wanted to go yeah. to the game. <laughs> you know what I mean. They're not talking trash. It's right. like uh, they don't. They don't quite care. Like you know, I've cared about every Georgia game since I've you know since I've been in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's always a chance for us to win. I don't think everybody. Been able to say that over
2: the years. I was going to say because, like, I mean, you know, those times you're talking about were were certainly before you got there, George. Uh, You know, before like John and I got there to school. I mean, the last time we didn't make a bowl was I think 1996. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure we like we've got the longest active bowl game streak going still, I believe. So, well, think mm. about Ohio
1: State. I mean, they talk all the crap that they talk, but it took them 34 years to get to their national championship in 2000. Right? Yeah. I think it was like what 1974 It might have been 36 years something like that um you know the Maurice Claret, uh Maurice clarette year. so um it took them a while but uh yeah you know, we're here we're here now yeah we're about to now. find out we're yeah, about to man. find out right <laughs> about to find out let's get it yeah. on
0: and, I, I, and like its it's strictly up to Georgia what if they want to repeat or not
1: man the, amen. Are,
0: the, they're, amen. They're, the remaining the remaining teams aren't we just call it what it is. You know they aren't equipped to beat a Georgia team that's firing on all cylinders. You know yeah. it just, it just, it's just not gonna. It's it, for me, it's simple. Like you know, it's it's kind of like physics and whatnot. It's like you, like the team is better. <laughs> so if the team that's better plays their best ball, you're not gonna win. Right. And Georgia is better than all three teams that are left in it right now, and I don't think it's close. And mm. they're you know, and the crazy thing, I don't think Georgia peaked this season. You know what I mean? They just did what they had to do to win these games. And uh hopefully we're gonna see, you know, in the next, you know, month or less than a month, see this team peak and uh get another uh national championship trophy.
2: Man, did you just made the hair on my neck stand up? <laughs> <Yes>. uh, Seriously. <laughs> so, Jim, Jim, he put I, into I, – I speak,
0: I speak with conviction Conviction <laughs> about things that I'm very convicted about. And, you know, if I feel like I'm right, I'm going to speak with conviction on it. And I, I feel like this year they are just better than – they've been better than everyone all year, and hmm. they're definitely better than the three teams that's vying for a national championship. Now, it's up to them to go out there and play. You know right. what I mean? You, you t- you're talking about 17, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds that, you know, don't know their left hand from their white, right hand some days. You yeah. know what I mean? So anything yeah. can happen.
2: And but, 25. 25 now.
0: Yeah, 25. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, got, you got a point there. Uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> Jim, I think I think George I think George just put into alumni like Letterman alumni eloquent words what we've always been saying is that <laughs> yeah. the only team that can beat Georgia is Georgia. If you don't turn the ball over, you're probably going to win this game.
0: Yeah, they just they just play such sound defense that it's hard for teams to score. So it it would take a really really down game for Georgia. You just think about it. You got a, you got a team that you know for the majority of the year. Gave up about 10 points a game mm-hmm. you're, gonna right. to, you're gonna be hard pressed you're gonna be hard pressed to hold georgia to, uh to less than 30 points you know what i mean and, yeah, they're, yeah. Giving up, and they're giving up 10 to everybody you know what i mean and on average it's not really you know like and it doesn't even matter about stats like yeah lsu had six million yards versus us and I'm sure Kirby's super mad about that. Uh, they, yeah, they,
1: they're still they, running.
0: you know, you know, they didn't have much rushing the ball, but they had 500 yards passing, and still can only muster up 20 points.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: it's 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 just it's demoralized.
4: Like, you look at you look at that you
0: look at you look at that stat sheet, and you're like, how did we not come up with more than 20 points? Because Georgia mm-hmm. can win however they need to win. You know yeah. whatever whatever the recipe calls for, they you know they got the ingredients in the cabinet, so to speak. So we we need
3: you know, we need George we need George we need George in the locker room for the hype speech. Uh, we, need, we need we need him talking to the players like right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a,
0: nah, they got it covered, man. It, <laughs> Kirby got Kirby got some of the best <laughs> pregame speeches you are gonna find. I
1: love okay.
0: I, I, I love I love how they got it.
1: Well, you know what's interesting, George, because you talked about the players and, and, you know, we're just better right now. I I go all the way back to the beginning of the year when Kirby said this was his best staff, period. Mm. I think that outside of anything else allows this team to be better than everybody else in the nation. Because you mentioned even when they have down games, I think the coaching lifts them up, right? Even if the guys yeah, are down them. and they're injured, the coaching lifts them up. When they give up 5,000 yards and 30 points, the coaching still puts them in position where they can bend but not break, right? I mean, this has been a, a completely dominant team from the player aspect to the staff aspect to everything. I mean, it's been phenomenal for me. Andrew, mm-hmm. it really it's really, a lot of
2: staff turnover too, right? I mean, yeah. you lose your defensive yeah. coordinator,
1: you lose yeah, your going. offensive line coach. I mean,
2: you lose, you know, you lose. You wide receivers coach, you lose a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah, cool it's,
0: it's, it's, it's 22 people that play at a time, and you lost 15 of them in a the draft.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's yeah. like like yeah. it doesn't like that's wow it's mm-hmm. the thing they're back in it you know what yeah. I mean the very next year that's pretty wild because that typically doesn't happen that's a lot of turnover for you know foot for a team to lose that that, that many caliber of players like you just think about it. to get you know I'm very fortunate and I, I understand that being a draft NFL draft pick was quite that's you're one of the few people in history to to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And they lost fifteen of those caliber <laughs> people, humans that walk the earth. They lost fifteen <laughs> of
4: them. <Humans laughs> that, that that the <laughs>
0: they lost fifteen humans that could play national um, football. You know, and guess professional what? And guess football. What?
3: And guess what? And they, they've got, they've got, they yeah, they're back. They and and the majority of them are are freshmen. They've they've got they've got so many freshmen taking snaps, man. <laughs> Scary, so, right?
0: See, that's that's another thing I wanted to get into before I got off track was about what Lamar said about the coaching staff. To do what they are doing with this these many young guys is really impressive because you know these guys are you know like I said they're teenagers. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're, they're you know they're. I, like I'm a I'm a dad to four teenage girls. They are crazy. <laughs> teenagers, teenagers are nuts, and they got those guys doing what they do. I'm pretty sure they have their moments yeah. where they, mm-hmm. you know, teenage knuckleheads and you know, and, <laughs> and and just dumb. But they got them going in the right direction, and they've done it all year, and that's very impressive because they're they, they're they're a young team, and it's it's is. You know, you don't like to get ahead of yourself, but like, what's a reason why they shouldn't be better next year? Unless they poop the bed at quarterback. You know, and we don't know, we don't know that. And I don't, I don't feel like they're going to poop the bed at quarterback. Those guys have been sent by, you know, all those, all the quarterbacks we'll have next year have been playing, have, have been in the system. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, unless, like I said, unless they poop the bed Mm -hmm. at quarterback, which I, I don't think will happen. They have to not be better next year with all the, all the experience they bring into the uh, 23 season.
1: Yeah. If that's, you look at it, the they one. could actually, they could actually be as good on defense as they were last year, next year, which allows you to bend, but not break even at quarterback. Even if you had a, a Beck who doesn't play maybe quote unquote, as well as Stetson may, play the last few years, or even if you went completely young and you went off the reservation, you said, okay, we're going to put Gunner back there. I'm just using the mm-hmm. name out there but still they could they're they're going to be so dominant on defense that i think they're allowed to make natural mistakes that anybody would make you know going into next season so i i'm excited about the whole program right now
2: well i think like one of the phrases i've heard a lot lately is around like it being like playing complimentary football right Mm -hmm. and so like and that's the thing like what we saw like george what you hit on earlier about with the lsu game it's like okay well they scored points And then it was like, okay, well, now we can do that now too, right? I mean, they never scored (laughs) like back, they never had back to back scores against us except for the last, the field goal at the end of the first half. And then they scored the first touchdown in the second half. Other than that, we matched them touchdown for like, whenever they scored touchdown, we matched it with a touchdown too. And it was like, that was kind of the concern a couple of years ago ish. It's sp- specifically in 2020, I would say, right. Where it's like, Oh yeah, George's got this great defense, but what happens when the other team can score? And we saw that now, right? I mean, you know, we can win in multiple kinds of ways. And then with all the defensive guys, I'm going to give you a stat, George, like, you talk about all the humans that, that left after last year. <laughs> that and, and the earth. We had talked uh, like early on, in my I got a podcast like the, the I don't know, probably like the season preview about like you know the defense could take a step back, right? And like, but the <laughs> offense is going to take such a step forward that should cover for it. But this defense, on average, uh, against power five teams, uh, they are scoring 14 points less against us than they average against other power five. Teams. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. Two crazy. touchdowns. Two touchdowns. It's you're two
3: touchdowns, touchdowns in the
0: down.
2: hole, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: not What's good. interesting though, when you when you watch <laughs> them play,
1: when you watch them play, though, I mean you can watch our defense play the same defense that another team is playing.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's it looks completely different though. I mean, you're saying to yourself, like, do we have 12 or 13 guys on the field? <laughs> Because it looks like, like George always says, like we're choking teams out, and I don't know choking who it is. Teams out. Yeah, man, and, and and I think Tennessee wide receivers said it best, right? That we were just so physical mm-hmm. the entire game. Though you can't go one or two snaps and be physical and then kind of go back to the sideline. No, we're physical the entire game. Continue to choke people out, and then eventually they give up. So yeah, uh, it's pretty interesting yeah, to me.
0: The other day, Jeff Swartz, um, former uh, NFL lineman, uh, does a lot of you know media stuff of the Georgia plays. He's also one of the voters for the Joe Moore Award mm-hmm. uh, for a top officer line in the country. You know, the dogs, and, you know, Michigan finalists. Uh, did they come up with, did they do that already?
2: <laughs> when you mentioned that, I was thinking the same thing, George. I don't know. Yeah. John, we're we'll going to have to put the Anyway, he, it. he posted
0: a <laughs> clip and you see like they did this um this sweep, man. And you got Big Darnell coming around the corner. Then you had Rose make <laughs> it in there and dig out a guy and like I'm about they putting guys in the dirt on the perimeter, like the receivers, like you, and that that leaks into the whole team. You're not mm-hmm. gonna beat a team that that physical and that committed to being physical, you know, every play. Like they're committed to it, and you know they're gonna be tough to beat. You know what I mean? Because it's not, it's not, it's it's rare. You know, so I can see if it was a common thing, you know, then, but it's it's not. It's a rare thing you know guys typically perimeter guys don't like to get dirty Mm. you know what i mean these guys they don't care they are with it
3: (laughs) yeah dude (laughs) like you look at you look at the offensive line like even you know even even if you're comparing michigan's offensive line or whatever but like we've got blockers all over the field that are not even considered part
1: of that unit (laughs) <laughs> we've got an extra tackle in Darnell
2: Washington. <laughs> exactly. Right. I mean,
1: geez. Well, it right. wasn't too long ago that people were saying, you know, add 10 or 15 pounds to him, he'd be a pro bowl left tackle, right? So yeah. George, do you subscribe do, to yeah. that? Is that is that accurate with Darnell?
0: Uh, no, I think he's a tight end. You okay. know what I mean? Now, if he wanted to, he has the frame. You know what I mean? I assume he has the arm length. You know, he, he has the frame. You know, it. You know, he probably could if he wanted to. hmm but I think he has a he has a shot to play in the NFL at a tight end, so you know why not? <laughs>
2: right, right. I did look it up. It looks like the Joe Moore Award has not been yeah, it has uh, given not, out yeah, yet. I like late Dece- late December is what they said on their site. So <laughs>
3: I guess so they award a- the We're Heisman Joe. Trophy before they award the Joe Moore Award. That's crazy. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> right. Hey John, that was yeah. a pro segue. They need, they need to give it. They need <laughs> to give it.
0: To the dog. They need to give it to Georgia this year though, because I feel like they've they've been they've. I think they got screwed, uh, at least within the last five years. I know mm. they. I think they've had some good lines. I can't remember if it was last year. I know last. I, it be last year, or the year before. I feel like they got screwed. So you know, kind of yeah. like how you know they gave the you know uh, Brock didn't have the <laughs> highest you know stats <laughs> this year, but they you know they made amends for last year with right. the uh, mm-hmm. Mackey with with the Mackie Award. So. You know, right. hopefully they do the same with these with these uh dog linemen because they deserve it.
2: Yeah, and I mean, you know, shame on us. We were we were questioning the Stacey Searles, Stacey Searles stuff earlier in the year, right?
4: Well, John
0: you know, and I, you not don't you guys. Understand. Like that, there was there was reason because the guys, yeah. you know, they weren't playing up their potential. And yeah. you got to wonder, okay, is it is it the leader? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, Searles has a good track record. You know what I mean? But you just wondered if you know. If he was, you know, doing what he was supposed to do in in regards to this this unit this year, and uh, he, I, I got to give it to him, man. He's got them
1: guys playing good ball. Mm. I was thinking the same thing, man. On the on the way home, I was thinking the same thing about Cyril's
0: They're playing, they're playing, they're playing good ball, man. Really good ball. I'm I'm proud. I'm proud of that unit, you know. And you know, they got some pups behind, you know, the guys that could that can uh, potentially leave this year. You know what I mean. I hate to see yeah. guys go, but you know the name of the game is pay them bills, and uh, them bills, them bills is coming, Jack. So why not get a great job like playing offensive line in the NFL? So
4: you know, if we, lose, if, we, if we lose,
0: if we lose, if we if we lose some guys, you know, we got some, we got some guys to you know to make up for them.
3: George george, as as the as the resident, as the resident big man uh, on on the call right now, I'm gonna go ahead and apologize to all of the University of Georgia offensive linemen and staff because I was giving them hell earlier this season. <laughs> <laughs> and Graham and Graham, you and Graham have helped educate me a little bit on some of this, like as to why, like I felt the way that I felt. And it sounds like that based on what we've seen and i haven't i'm not a i'm not an x's and o's guys and the the gap in the uh what what was the gap in zone zone. yeah 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 and like it seemed like that we've kind of figured that out and to his credit you know i I told jim after one of the games i think it was the was it the tennessee game
2: jim Mm -hmm. yeah tennessee
3: i saw my my wife and i were there and we were hanging we were hanging out uh, and we were just kind of hanging out after the game and i I was walking across Sanford and I happened to see Cyril's and BMAC walking out into that recruit area, the little landing area up there on Sanford. And I saw him with some folks and I was like, Hey, Stacy, go dogs. And I told Jim, I was like, I should have said, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> killing
4: it right now. <laughs> oh
2: man. Well, and I think too, like, um, another thing that, that I wanted to hit on George with you, cause I, I want to get your thoughts on this around and it's around like rotating, right? Because, and also like, uh, uh, I don't know, rotating and then also recruiting and even re-recruiting, right? Because last off season, we had a Mims in the portal, right? We thought he was going to be gone. Um, he ends up staying, he's here at Georgia and he hasn't been a starter, but he's been, he's been rotating. And then, you know, we have McClendon go down in the SEC championship game and, you know, hopefully he's okay. We're, that's still kind of up in the air. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, but like, to have Mims have that experience throughout the year Mm -hmm. and be able to step right in. And I know you like experienced that, I think probably both ways. Right. Cause I know like you had your, your hand injury, your senior year. Um, And I remember when we talked before you talking about um, the way you and Jonas used to rotate. And like, I think like Jonas would be left tackle like when you were younger and then like you'd come in, Mm you would play left tackle and Jonas would slide into the guard, stuff like that. So I don't know. Like We
0: talk about it all the time, me and Jonas. uh, you know what I mean? He he always brings it up because he's you know if you got, if you know Jonas, Jonas loves to talk and he gets animated, and he talks he always talks about the time you know you know when I had to come in and he would use it, he said his it's Jonas' voice He scoot over juice you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, like like stuff like that but yeah you know what I'm saying you have to be you have to be willing to. Back up. You have to be ready to come in the game and and play the best ball because you don't want to be the drop off. Mm. You don't want to be the reason the team stalls. You know, you never want to be that. Mm.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Amen.
0: Yes, indeed.
2: John, do you want to hit your your late breaking or, or what just happened? We have some real real time i guess Uh-oh. official news or something official i'm not
3: I'm, I'm not worried about the big 10 man big okay. 10 you go pound sand
0: <laughs> what's the what's the news
3: ucla basically uh got a rubber stamped approval cal is not going to challenge them moving to the big 10 so sounds like ucla oh. is going to be part of the big 10 now
0: oh nobody cares <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. That's why. I thought, like, they're, they're still like, not like, gonna yeah, win. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's just yeah. money yeah. play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the we the edit that
2: way. part out. No, that's okay. <laughs> that okay. we'll gave us some good banter. I, will <laughs> banter.
3: I do want to go back to something that y'all said. Since I don't know where we're gonna go from here, if we're gonna talk about Heisman or what, but uh, I will say y'all are talking about like some of these guys don't want to talk uh, leading up on the game, and it's something that I'll give you guys. Like every time y'all have some of these these cats on that are. From opposing teams, right? Like Joe Hamilton, Maurice Claret are the two that come to mind most recently. Most Um, everybody have given y'all score predictions, right? Those two didn't give you any score predictions. It's almost like (laughs) it's almost like your guests are learning that they can't give, (laughs) they're not gonna give score predictions. And that to me, that to me is just like the the icing on the this season's cake is that we are demoralizing people to the point where their (laughs) illustrious stars. Do not want to give a score prediction because they know what's going to happen, bro. Well, Joe, you, you know what's we're gonna, funny we're gonna, about we're that?
0: We're going to give, we're going to give, we're going to, we're not going to hold against Maurice yet. He said, <laughs> he said, he he said he'll give his prediction later. Yeah, he did. Hold okay. to it. You know what I mean? Joe, Joe knew what was up. <laughs> 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 you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to. Like you knew your team was going to get pounded. You're like the best player. You know, it's like Calvin Johnson then Joe Hamilton. Like you're the best player. <laughs> That oh. that they ever had, and you can't mm. go against your squad like that. So uh, we, sure, we allowed yeah, him sure. to live because that would have been kind of awkward.
1: Well, the teams <laughs> that thought that the teams that thought they had a chance actually gave a prediction, right? Mm. Yeah, Ramon Foster with Tennessee. Bikes. You had Ryan Bikes. Clark with with LSU, right? They they really mm. thought that they had a shot, so that's mm-hmm. the reason Cicchio, why they gave a Cicchio predi- Cicchio even gave us a score. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that was Taquio. Yeah. Cicchio, that, yeah. Yeah, but you know that's family. We that's knew, we knew that. We knew, knew that. You
0: story. know what? We knew that was gonna go too. <laughs> <laughs> so you know I,
1: I, I feed off of that though because
3: I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that myself. Like I told Jim, like I've got Jim's like you need to get better friends, but I've got uh, a, <laughs> uh, I've got an, I've got a, a plethora of folks. I live like you know, I live at Marietta, which is Georgia country, right? But right. I know a lot of folks that are from other areas and. You know, we had Cincinnati guy talking trash last year, and mm-hmm. even he's been he's been quiet as a mouse ever since then. Um, <laughs> but I've got Ohio State folks, even my my Michigan buddy that I've been friends with for years, and he's even he's not responding to any of the texts that I'm sending. <laughs> him. I'm trying to I'm trying to poke the bear. I'm trying to get <laughs> some, some kind of energy going because I think that we both know what's going to happen. We've been talking about it for weeks. It's like, man, the writing's on the wall, dude. Like, it's going to be us in the final, like, period, end of story. And you better be ready because
1: there's going to be some trash talking coming. John, well, you, I think oh, it goes yeah. back to what, what George already said. These, You know, it's it's already for written. We know what's going to happen. These guys know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that when it really comes down to it, he, let's put it this way. If we weren't as good as what we are, how open and honest would you guys really be with your fan mm. base, with our listeners? Would you actually say... Uh, Georgia's gonna lose this game, or I'll pick a loss. I mean, mm. would you do it?
0: Listen, we're we're in a good spot, and like, and like <laughs> I said, I mentioned the last fifty years, we're in a good spot. To I'm in a, we've been in a fortunate spot as to where my truth can line up. You know what I mean? Georgia mm. has been; yeah. they've had enough talent to beat everybody, whether they did it or not. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yep. I have I've had no issue over the last twenty years. You know. Saying okay, Georgia can win this game. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, which so I don't have to. I don't have to. I don't have to make fake, you know, <laughs> predictions. You know <laughs> that I don't believe <laughs> that I don't believe in. So, which I so we're lucky in that regard.
2: We we need to get you uh, to to get that through to your former teammate uh, David Pollock, George. But that's okay. <laughs> Although he picks us now, he does usually pick us now. He does. They, he does he sense.
0: has to. He has to be. A, he has to do a little. He has to be Politicum. a little different. He's
2: got a politics, you
0: know. You know, he he has to, he has to do it a little a little bit different. I, I did learn yeah. that about yeah. television. You know, I, mm. I've done some television and and done some television training. Like mm. like he, you know, he he has to do that. You know, what got it. I mean? Okay, but he but he gives mm. he gives his honest opinion though. You know, he you know you know he's pretty he's pretty good at you know what he does. You know what I mean? So you know. I don't, I don't feel too bad about it when he, when he doesn't, you know, straight up just boost us.
3: Right. I- I would fair. say yeah. I would say that we've been we've been pretty honest. Uh, I mean we lived through the Cheney year, right like we we, we lived through the Coley year, right like mm-hmm. yeah we, Jim Jim and I like I know that we've like I said i I apologize I'll eat my crow like I was super <clears> questionable <throat> about the offensive line. I told Jim earlier this season I was super concerned about our ability to get a yard when we needed one you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I was I was concerned about our short yardage game, but that has changed in the last three, four games, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not super concerning to this point. And mm. I think there's some elements that like, you know, there's stuff that we're holding back or whatever. But like, I'll go. I mean, I, Jim. Like we talked, we're hyping up Stetson. We're on the Stetson train, but like there was a, there was a time when we were questioning, like, what was going on, dude. Like we were questioning it, mm-hmm. and I, you know, we I try to I try to be real, even though we we started this podcast in the literally the golden era of George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John.
1: Let me let me tell you this. It's it's pretty interesting because this was before we started our uh, one hundred Sanford podcast. I happened to run into Jim Cheney. And we were talking, mm. and this was before the national championship. Okay. And he says to me, I said, coach, you know, um, you know, what, what's your thoughts on the team? And he said, this is the best team that I've ever seen. And I was like, yeah, right. Come on. <laughs> he said, He said, if they don't win a national championship this year, they'll never win a championship. He said, and then they're going to go on a run. He mm. told me that before the national championship last year, before the season even started.
0: Mm. And yeah. he said,
1: it doesn't even matter who's a quarterback. I was mm. like, Wow. So I mean agree. it goes to show you, yeah, man. I mean, some of you know, you gotta apologize with some of these guys. They know exactly what they, you know, what they're what they need to know. So
2: yeah. I'll say so in the so this is the third season we've been we've been doing this. Uh, neither of us have ever picked Georgia to lose a game, but also think about the last three seasons <laughs> <laughs> too, right? I mean, yeah, you know, they like, had you many really losses you really, anyway.
0: You don't really have cause to pick Georgia <laughs> to lose. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You you jump you jumped on at a great time. <laughs> <laughs> you've, been, you've, you've, you've you've been easy podder.
4: You well, know what right, I mean, right? Paid, just, paid. You haven't, hey. you, haven't
0: had, you haven't had the pod, you know, in, in '97. What <laughs> what did they You know,
3: having oh games God. or whatever. I was waiting for games. it. Waiting
4: for it.
1: <laughs> hey,
3: so to to George's point, like what he's saying, Jim, is that we just need we just need Kirby to just stay around forever. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. yeah. It'll if work. Kirby's, we we have a We have a saying, man. Like, and I've got the gif. Like mm-hmm. in Kirby, we trust. There's a text message that we have, Jim and I have, with some folks that, you know, in Kirby we trust. And I I find myself going back to that anytime we're questioning stuff. Jim's like, yeah, but John, like Kirby's the coach, and it's like, yeah,
2: okay, fair, <laughs> right,
1: right. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree, hundred percent.
2: Trust him to figure it out. Yep. Um, I guess. Uh... trying to think of what else we got a bunch of things that we kind of i think wanted to hit on um i'll go to we mentioned the heisman like do you guys think do you think they got it right uh because so i know like at least our podcast you guys are the same right i think last time we both had an episode we knew the finalists but we didn't know who who won any 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 grievances from anyone
0: they probably picked the right guy
3: yeah yeah. I think you they know, picked the right it. guy given the context. I think that like I said before like they they picked the Heisman before they picked the best offensive line unit in the country mm-hmm. I think they're seriously doing <clears throat> they're they're seriously doing the guys that haven't played as tough of a schedule throughout the season they're doing them a disju- disservice when you've got guys that have played tougher schedules like to me like you shouldn't give you shouldn't give the best player in the country award until the end of the season. That's just
1: oh, my yeah. take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't I, I, Williams, Williams was spectacular, though. I mean, well, he had spectacular plays. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I think if you really look at consistency, you're probably going to go more towards Stetson. You're going to go more towards Max Dugan. I think he was very consistent throughout the year. But Williams was that splash guy, right? I mean, yeah. Heck, if he doesn't get hurt, do they beat Utah? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, Maybe. it's a fair question. You know what I mean? So, and then yeah. he has yeah. the Heisman moment. But I think what really helped him even more was that he's got the busted finger. I think personally, I, I think he didn't come out of the game because of the Heisman. They wanted mm-hmm. him to win the Heisman. You know, right. he's hobbling all over the field, all that. He's the tough, gritty guy, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, he played well throughout the year and he, and he elevated a program that was down. So you got to give it to him.
3: Yeah. I also think that it's hard to it's hard to really gauge this award in this day and age, particularly with teams like Georgia. Like, I mean, we 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 joked about it, but like look at Stetson's look at Stetson's stats against like the the power five teams. Look at look at how many snaps he's taken in the second half. You know, you got guys like Hooker that are out there like just bombing, you know, Vandy. You know, in the fourth quarter when they're up big, you know, like these guys are just piling on stats. When you know Stetson's like, you know, he's he's having a smoke. He's he's having a dip in the he's having a dip in the fourth quarter. You know, like I I don't know. I just it's it's hard for me to it's hard for me to swallow because in my opinion, like Stetson's Heisman moments are about to about to come.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. Oh yeah. I, I feel I feel like he's gonna play really good in uh, in these playoffs.
3: He's going to
2: make a statement against Ohio state. Let me tell
3: you that little, well, little spo- spoiler alert for the, for the, for the, the Ohio state preview.
2: Well, and he's got the controlled weather environments, right? Like, I feel like that's where he excels, man. <laughs> exactly. He <he's> excelled <laughs> when he's played, you know, in Mercedes Benz, the national championship game, uh, the orange bowl. Right. So um, I'm excited to see more of that for sure. I think that's fair. That makes sense. I, I deliver do- that
1: milk, man. Can't spoil. That's right. <laughs> I can't, can't <laughs> <spoil>. <laughs>
2: oh,
4: I love it. I do think all ah. like
2: the whole like should he be there or whatever that all ended up being kind of much ado about nothing. When you saw like with the final, I mean, it was a runaway for Caleb Williams. Like I feel like that all yeah. that was all yeah. just kind of weird posturing, I guess. Uh, but
3: I got to say that it's it's funny to see the Tennessee folks freak out about it though. It
2: was funny. It was funny. They was got kinda,
3: issues over there.
1: yeah they got issues. Complete issues. Yeah.
2: Um, we got a couple of things. I, I don't want to end mm. on this. So I did want to, I did want to hit on this, but we definitely wanted to just say, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers, condolences to Mississippi state, to the Mike Leach family, uh, losing Mike Leach this week. Um, he's been a constant figure on this podcast somehow, even <laughs> though, you know, we don't play them much, but we played <laughs> Mississippi state in our first season. And, uh, we dug up the clip of when he was, a uh, he had like a cameo on Friday night lights. Um, and where he was talking to coach Taylor, who, uh, that actor, by the way, uh, Kyle Chandler went to Georgia, by the way, if anyone didn't know that. Um, but so we, we had dug that up, we talked about that. And so we're always talking about, you know, um, his quirks and everything. So, you know, rest in peace to, to coach Leach. Uh, I, I mean, and, a and offensive innovator, right. I mean, that offense is all over the place now. Um, really at, or elements of it at every level, really. So.
3: I'm curious of George. George, do you have any interactions with? Uh, have you had any interactions in your recruitment or in your your the the guys that you coached with or like or um, that you coached played with that were coaches that might have been in his his branches?
0: Uh, not that I can think of. I probably uh, <laughs> in hindsight I probably go back and look at where he where he was and um, probably know some guys, uh, but I didn't I didn't know him I didn't know him personally. Uh, just a sad situation you know yeah. that it you know happened so abruptly you know um i pray for his family and friends uh that sucks you know what i mean i mm. uh, yeah. i lost i lost my little brother on christmas day a few years ago yeah. and it's not fun on the holidays to you know lose your loved mm. one so you know yeah. so so you know I you know lift that family up man i know it's tough
2: mm. man mm. yeah definitely oh thanks for that true. i didn't think about that yeah yeah um
3: I think the thing that the thing that's been amazing to me is just how amazing the Twitter community is. Like, there's a lot of a lot of shtick and a lot of stigma around like how awful Twitter can be from a political standpoint. Mm. But like, this is this if you're a college football fan, like you probably have people that are retweeting or connected and sharing. And I mean, it's just amazing to me because like some of the dog fans that are like somehow gathering some of these links from people that I don't follow. I don't follow some of these writers and on the West coast or whatever, but mm-hmm. they're sharing all these anecdotes about leech and it's just so amazing. Oh, they, I didn't hear, I, I didn't hear any of these stories when he was, you know, when he was alive and, you know, to a certain extent, it's a little sad because you, 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 I mean, he sounds like by, by and large, like we always kind of thought he was a great guy. He was a little quirky, but like <laughs> everything that, everything that I'm reading is just how, good of a dude general generally just a good dude and a good person a good human being yeah he was
1: yeah yeah for sure for sure i'm hearing the same thing John. it's funny because you say that i was thinking the same thing about how how magnificent quite honestly sports can be Mm. and how you know we we come together we have these podcasts right we have shows we have fans we're on twitter instagram and everything else but when there are things that happen things that happen off script, so to speak, how the yeah, community does come together. Straight. You know what I mean? Like there's no hate, you know, we don't, there's no hate mail or anything like that coming from different people, but everybody's really trying to lift up Mississippi state, lift up the family. Hmm. And like you mentioned, I mean, heck, I was driving into work and in, in this morning, all they're doing is is talking about Mike Leach and all the, the different stories about him. And, and when you really think about it, he was, he truly was in the pocket of where he should be, right. Where he could really Mm-hmm. express who he was. I couldn't see him at a major university mm-hmm. only because I think they would muffle him, right? I think we got the best <laughs> right. sound bites because he mm-hmm. was at a Mississippi State. He can control the narrative. Mm-hmm. Washington, right. he can control the narrative. Washington State. And it
0: brings the, it brings the attention that they probably want. Exactly. You, know what I mean? exactly. you know, Ole Miss has the attention with Lane and, you know, the you're in the, you're in the West Perfect. and you're in the shadow of the LSU program, the Alabama program. He probably made it interesting to watch Mississippi State versus uh, on the field, you know, with some of his offenses and off the field, with you know some of his things at the podium. Yeah. But guys, yeah, sure. I got to jump off. It was good to get on with you guys. We got to do this again. This I like this vibe. <laughs> 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 we we, we got to do we got to do this again, man. But y'all y'all be nice to Lamar. When I jump over here, man, and uh, you know, hold it down, Lamar. I got Love you, it. boss. Yeah, you, you about it. to say something,
2: John. Uh, I was just gonna yeah. say thanks, George. I, I think yeah. I'm gonna put that on my resume. By the way, so thank yeah, you. seriously, <laughs> seriously.
0: George Foster right, asked
3: yeah. George Foster asked to do this again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, good, it's, good, it's good stuff, man.
3: <laughs> awesome, you, George. Right, boss. Uh, Be good, George.
1: Right now, uh,
2: too good, too good, man. He, George, George cracks me up.
1: Yeah, man. He's always got me laughing. I mean,
2: I tell you what, man, George is the coolest. George is the
3: coolest UGA football alumni out there, because I'll tell you, like we we run this podcast and I, I'm a little envious of some of the guests that y'all have been able to pull because of his <laughs> his contacts and, and your contacts. Like I've reached out, we've reached out to folks and like, sometimes we don't get a peep, man. But George is just George just jumps right in, man. Both feet. You know yeah, what, yeah, though? I, I so will cool. tell you
1: this. I'll tell you this. We are in the golden era. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of people are more willing to stick their neck out there and talk about it or come on a podcast. Or I think people just, you know, the energy, the, the vibe, everything is good right now around the university, around the program. I mean, heck, I reached out to Josh Brooks and I didn't think he was going to come on the show last year, but he did. You know, he was like, yeah. Hey, yeah, I'll come on. And, you know, he's been a friend of the program ever since. So, yeah, um, it's just a matter of hitting that, you know, hitting it right at the right time. But, you know, if yeah. you guys ever need anybody, let me know.
2: George said yes to us because he said he liked our vibe. So again, on (laughs) the resume. resume. On the resume. (laughs) On the resume. I did just want to take a moment to remind everyone that season three of My Got a Podcast is presented by Oxia Time. Time is a custom watch company, and you've got to go check out their 2021 Georgia National Championship watch collection. And in fact, you also need to check out their 2022 college football playoff collection. Uh, so John and I both have the 2021 uh, National Champions watches. Uh, they're stainless steel, very nice, got the Power G on the face. Um, and these are self-winding Swiss-made watches. Uh, they've also got a blackout watch. They've now got a ladies' watch. Like I mentioned before, there is already a watch for each team that's made the 2022 CFP. Uh, so we've always got links to these in our show notes. We have a link to each of the individual watches. So definitely go and check those out. Or you can just head over to oxiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E. Dot com and still through uh, Christmas from now, uh, OxyTime has also partnered with our friends over at Bulldogs Battling Breast Cancer. So you can use the code BBBC to get ten percent off of one of these timepieces, and that'll also help out our friends and you know provide to a great charity uh, that's run in Athens. So be sure to go check them out. Um, well, you guys want to hit? At, well, there's a couple of things that I think we wanted to hit on, like news wise, but I also want to if you're okay with Lamar delve into a little bit about like what we were talking about a while ago when we're, when I said, had the, uh, should we be recording moment?
1: (laughs) Hey man, wherever we want to go with it. I'm cool. Um, which, which I think John was your question,
2: right? Which was like, or maybe it was a statement of like, Holy cow, Lamar, you are like so plugged in and like how impressed (laughs) we are with that stuff. So I don't know, man, just like well,
3: let's 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 start it this way. We, we can segue into that. Let's, let's okay. it's my fa- it's my favorite question. Lamar, mm. what is your Georgia story? What's your connection? Like how are you, you know that we're alumni? You know how we are. Yeah. Like, what's your story? What's Bro, your Georgia story?
1: My family is from LaGrange, Georgia. That's my story. You oh, know, it's, hey. it's interesting that um, my whole life growing up, I knew all of my family roots were in Georgia. And I will be hundred percent transparent and honest. I hated it because we went on a we went on a family trip one time from up north, came down and 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 I told my youngest son the other day, we stopped at this restaurant, and the lady says, What do you you know? She goes, Come well, baby tail fry. And I said, What? <laughs> baby five. And I was like, What is she saying, Daddy? And I was little. Um, and my dad says, "She's saying, do you want baked potato or fries, son?' You know, I was trying oh to get gosh. used to the accent, right? Because I'd never yeah. been down here, so I hated it from that point on, right? <laughs>
3: but then, you know, you don't sound like, like I, you're from the Grange. I'll give you, No, nah, man,
1: right? So then I got, <laughs> I got deeper into my family roots, and it was like Georgia just kept calling me, man. You know, what I mean, my hmm. dad, he's a, he's actually a Pitt alum. My wife is a Pitt alum. Uh, sister and brothers are Pitt alum. Um, it, It's crazy. And, you know, I went to a state school up in Pittsburgh and then I went to Purdue for my master's. But I just kept Georgia just kept calling me. So I just kept following the team and following the team. And, you know, it's always been in my blood. So. Uh, but, yeah, family roots are LaGrange, Georgia. We had some family land there and the great grandfather ended up moving the family up north, buying land up north and, you know, starting the same thing up in uh, right outside of Pittsburgh. So that's my that's my tie in with uh, with Georgia.
3: And uh, that's awesome. Where, where, where outside of Pittsburgh are you in terms of like the family, you downtown, like where are you at
1: in Pittsburgh? No, out in Pittsburgh, we were in Murraysville (laughs) slash Penn Hills area. Quite honestly, you know, what's funny is that we just offered Cephas, Dante Cephas, you know, a a scholarship to transfer from uh, Kent State. He's from my old high school in Penn Hills.
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, But yeah, we have family land up up outside of uh, Pittsburgh. It's called Leechburg. It's actually called Lo- Lovelace Hill because we have so much land up there. So it's a bunch of family members who live up there, and uh, we didn't live there; we lived outside of the the city there. But um, that's but yeah, right outside of Pittsburgh.
3: That's funny. So um, I have clients. I have clients in Greensburg.
1: Yeah, man, that's right beside Murraysville. Right yeah, exactly I was about to at. say.
3: Do you know Smale Automotive Group? I mean, this yeah, is totally yeah, off I do. <laughs> so, so Smale Automotive Group, like the Smale family, like they've been clients of ours for like. Ten years plus, like. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they that that I, I inherited the account, but um, the guy that runs the marketing there, I, I work with. But I've been there multiple times. Like I went to Oakmont, Oakmont yeah. for some some of their like charity events and stuff.
1: The country and club, had, Oakmont Country Club. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they had uh the the next one that they were going to do. They haven't done it since COVID, but the next one that they were going to do, I. I talked to the marketing guy about playing Oakmont Yeah.
4: Um,
3: the next time, the next time, next time I go up there, (laughs) I'm going to play Oakmont. I'll, I'll hit you up next time I'm up
1: there. (laughs) Nice bro. Nice. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good place, man. My dad, he used to work for Westinghouse back in the day and he had a, uh, he had, you know, carte blanche to get into Oakmont anytime he wanted to because Westinghouse and their ties. Um, But I never got a chance to play it. Mm. It, it's it's very tough, and now I got this herniated disc. I can't golf the way I used to golf, but it would be nice to play it. But but heck, I'll be your caddy. <laughs> nice. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll drink the can... bourbon, and you can you can swing the sticks, right? Let me <laughs> yeah. tell you something. I. Uh...
3: I've been to I've been to some places like that down here, down south and like Augusta, you know, down yeah. like that is that is old, old money, man. Yeah, it is. That right? isn't is you. You literally walk in the walk in the building and you can feel it in the air. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs>
1: thick, <right? laughs> it's thick, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a good place, though, man. It's it's a it's a prestigious course. Um, the area is nice. You know, like you said old money, even all around Oakmont. It's old money, man. You know? It's, yeah.
3: It's, it's not, it's not like an Augusta, but yeah. No,
1: no, it's not Augusta. <laughs> it's definitely not Augusta, but it, yeah, it's still old money. <laughs> uh,
2: that's fine. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know. I, uh, I, I lived in LaGrange very briefly Lamar when I was mm-hmm. younger. So not that I know your family was gone at that point, but well, you know, um, what's sad worried.
1: about it is that when you come up 20, you mm-hmm. know, I would tell my kids all the time because you lived in Houston. So I drive back through Atlanta and mm-hmm. go up North. Right. I would say, do you see this, you know, this land right here? And I think, Mm. what is it? The Kia plant is over there. Mm -hmm. Some of our land was the Kia plant. Like uh, some of our family did not pay taxes on the land. So they lost some of the land. So there's still some family that are there. Um, I heard through the grapevine. I'm not sure. I mean, this could be another plug. (laughs) And Nick Chubb is related. Um, But I've been trying to reach out to him, but Nick doesn't hit me back. You know, I don't know. Mm. I'm like you guys. Nobody hits me back, you know, whenever I need them. But, you know. We'll Chubb. see. We'll see what happens eventually.
2: Chubb is a man Chubb. of few words. Man yeah, of few words, right?
1: Right? <laughs> I have to, you know, I gotta find somebody to reach out to him. But yeah, I got I got a lot of family still there. It- Okay if there cool. were
3: people if there are people that did not have Twitter, like I would think Chubb would be one of them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, right. That's facts on that one. Well, that was like his locker room joke, right? Like he someone was, <laughs> when he was still at Georgia, someone was making fun of him in the locker room about like not having Instagram. And he was yeah. like, and his in his response was like, You ever seen an ad for a Lamborghini? He's like, exactly. don't advertise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's rare these days, man. Everybody wants some shine. So you know, yeah. when you find a guy that's that humble. This does his job. I mean, it's amazing. right? Yeah. I'll
3: tell you, I've seen a lot of ads for Lamborghinis. I, yes. have, Lambo- I, I, have, a, I have Lamborghini. I've
1: got, I've got McLaren clients, bro. Nice. Uh, nice. You, nice. you, you must be rolling around with Trey. No, I'm not rolling around with Trey. I, you know,
3: we joke, we joke about that. Trey's not here, but like, right? you know, yeah, he, I, I, I wanted, I was part of me wanted to hit him to hop on so I could chop it up with him about some of the, some of the automotive automotive yeah, stuff, because well, he, he still works-
1: owes people Hellcats, so he's, he's like in hiding. <laughs> he told everybody, you know, as long as we're in the natty, he's giving free Hellcats to everybody. Um, it's like Trey. Now all of a sudden he disappears, It's like chirps, you know. He but, was uh,
3: solidly he was solidly in the <laughs> penny on that one.
1: The,
2: that's one of the best uses of that, like uh like frame this tweet or whatever, yeah. or make this a quote. <laughs>
4: <laughs> With Trey's face. It's, it's,
2: every time <laughs> free I see
3: it, every time I see it, uh, it's like I feel like that. Like Sarah McLaughlin's got to be. You know,
1: I'm like, oh, <laughs> i man. know he hates dustin for that man because i think right. dustin created it. <laughs> yes. hey, he, yeah he threw himself into it he put it on the chat like with 60 or 70 people we win i'm giving everybody else so. <laughs> i think so they, they stopped producing them right i think they're they're stopping this year they're about to I stop I'm, yeah. I'm bummed because i actually
2: like so the challenger was uh which i don't know I, I, i'm not like a car buff or anything but um is it because is that the Challenger, the Hellcat, or the Charger? Because I I know they have like Charger. Okay, the Charger. Okay. It's the Charger, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. but I think like aren't they stopping on both of them? Um, I know they're not going to make the Challenger anymore for sure. I think I think next year is the last year. Um, I always wanted one of those ever when they came out, but I don't I don't have anything remotely like that. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> I just think they look cool. I'll be honest in the automotive space.
3: Um, the 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 Stellant. It's it's now called Stellantis, but like the FCA brand is kind of like. It's kind of like the the noisy neighbor or whatever, like the mm. it's kind of like the, the little annoying pest. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's it wouldn't surprise me, and nobody really pays attention to it. To be honest with you, so like, gotcha. I don't know, it, it it's not gonna matter. Like they're in trouble, the Stellantis is in trouble.
2: So so I guess Lamar, you hear the the family roots calling you, and you get into you get into uh, I don't know, you all feel Georgia pulling. You become this big fan, but then how do you yeah. How do you then like, cause I feel like you are, I mean, just like through like networking and meeting people, like you're so plugged in, like you're, you're a fan, but you're like so knowledgeable and like have all this, this information. I, I don't Didn't, know. I like, guess just like. <laughs> not, not, not an alumni. Right.
1: <laughs> nah. You know, you know, what's funny is that a lot of people want to talk to these players and everything. I talk to family members. Mm-hmm. And, and usually I talk to like a lot of uh, family members of recruits prior to them getting to Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, I probably got a lot of them already on speed now, you know, mm-hmm. that I can talk to and 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 so forth. And, and not only that, since I have a younger son who plays, uh, well, heck, he's only playing flag football now, but he loves football. I mean, he's insatiable. He's been coming in the room like 30 times since we've been on the show. Um, <laughs> Does he like Carter? Does he want to just get on and like say hello or say something? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really want to come on, but it's, it's more or less like, OK, Daddy, who do you have on tonight? <laughs> Like when mm. we had Champ Bailey on, I was like, and he plays DB. You know, he mm. was like, I said, buddy, this is Champ Bailey. I mean, like, bro, you
3: got to get him on. You got to get right? him on. You know, you him, know I, I said, like, this is
1: hello. the dude. Well, I don't know where he's at. He's probably out in the hallway playing. Well, football. tonight
2: he's like, I don't, I don't care about
1: these guys. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, but really, that's my not a tie-in, but mm-hmm. it, it's something that's similar. You know, what I mean, because I I know that one day he's going to be one of those kids that recruits or recruiters are looking at. I mean, he's that good already. Um. Mm. One of my buddies is Joe, uh Joe Moorhead, who's the coach up at Akron, who was at Mississippi State, obviously, um, before Mike Leach and and right. also at, at Oregon, you know, he saw my son's tape and he's like, uh yeah, he's doing some rare stuff already. So just, you know, <laughs> keep him keep him, you know, in line with what he's supposed to be doing. So when I talk to parents, you know, I'm talking about things like, you know, how'd you get your kids started? And then we just start regular conversations. And, and so that kind of plugs me in with from that angle. Um but just reaching out, you know, like uh, we mentioned before, uh, you yeah. know, uh, Josh Brooks, who's a friend of the program. All I did was, was text him and say, Hey, congratulations on the AD job. And, you know, I think you're going to do a bang out job and here he is messaging me back, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I think it's just being real, you know, it's being mm. open and honest with these guys. And, and I think that they respect the fact that I'm not going to go out there and bash them, bash the university, bash any of the players, you know, anything like that. So I don't yeah. know. I, this yeah. happens.
2: Well, I remember, like, I think it was, man, I think I'm getting this right. One of your first episodes of 100 Sanford, fairly early on, you guys had Chris Milton on pretty early yeah. on, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 I remember that. I was um, father of ballers. Father and of it was ballers. the same That's thing, right, right? That was before yeah. Kendall signed. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I was, me and Chris were just chopping it up and I said, hey, I, I like your kid. I think he's a good ball player. How did he get to this particular level? Mm-hmm. And then we just started chopping it up, you know, and yeah. Again, speed dial, you know, another one of those guys that um I could talk to whenever I need and, and we haven't talked, there's things that we've talked about that haven't been about football, it's just been about life. Yeah. You know, so and, and I think when you when you're open and you're sincere with people, just about hey, you know, let's just live. And this is a community of football, but there's other things outside of football, people trust you. And and um I yeah. trust them, quite honestly, more than anything. Man, which, which brings me to something else, quite honestly. Ooh. I mean, it was like Todd McShay. Right. I know mm. we were gonna talk about this later. It kind of pissed me off. Yeah. Where he comes out and he says something bad about Jalen Carter.
4: Mm. What
1: did I miss yeah. this? Have you not
3: seen yeah. this? Oh man. Uh-huh. No, I, I haven't seen it. Oh yeah, God, that's gonna, breaking
1: I, news. Breaking news. Am
3: I, <laughs> am I gonna be am I gonna be angry? I've I've been at I've been at kids parties at school all day.
2: You you uh, are you are gonna be angry. Um, yeah. Oh Jesus! So you can watch the video. So John John Tweet Sports shout out John Tweet Sports uh, another guy at Dog Central. He, he actually posted the video. So initially I saw like someone had posted like <coughs> a graphic with like a picture and it said Todd McShay has said this, but I didn't see like a link or anything. John put the video out there, so it was like a segment on ESPN, and he like multiple times said something to the effect of the concern about Jalen Carter is character issues, which like. You know, all what? of dog dog Twitter and both yeah. is like, what?
3: <laughs> what is he talking about? How how have I
2: missed this? Golly. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, it oh, that, it's just it's just another
3: it's just another opportunity to drop my F around and find out GIF. (laughs) I love, I love, I love when you have guests on, by the way, Lamar, so that I can always have a a reason to drop that on a game week because I just inject it into my veins.
1: (laughs) Uh, You know, I mean, when I saw that I got ticked off. And the reason why I got ticked off is because Hmm. truly I think he's a kid that's misunderstood. He, he's he's focused. He's been that way since since his freshman year, right? Mm-hmm. Completely focused. Um, he's dialed in. And not only that, he marches to the beat of his own drum. We had a chance last year. Um, this is when NIL was first popping off to mm-hmm. really contact him and his mom. And his mom is like a kind of a quote unquote, like a manager, but she's a fantastic lady. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think since they have everything buttoned up, people assume that it's like, okay, he's He's got a he's got an edge, an extra edge to him or he's not, you know, completely dialed in with the program or he doesn't associate with everybody. Well, no, that's your perception, because he's completely buttoned up and has, his, you know, has narrow focus on what his goals are and his goals are to get to the NFL. The family's goals are to get to the NFL. So you can't just, yeah. you know, say that the kid's got a he's got character issues because he's down. And not only that. They show the video of the, you know, I guess the warmups against uh, Vanderbilt. Was it Vanderbilt that he did that? Oh, it was Missouri. Missouri, yeah, yeah, where he's like basically telling those guys, like, (laughs) guess who's coming? I am. You know, it's a freight train (laughs) coming at you. I mean, what happens. Guys always get into it. I mean, that's not a big deal. So why, why say a kid has, you know, character issues before, right before he's about to be drafted? I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. Why create that narrative? So it really pissed me off. I'll, I'll just be honest with you. Well, I feel like it was weird coming from
3: I'm I'm already I'm already I'm already furious and I haven't (laughs) even seen it. If Lamar
1: is mad about it and he's brought it up already, like yeah, I'm because there's no reason for it, John. You know what I'm saying? Like let the if there's a narrative that he's a bad kid or a bad egg, let it play out.
3: It was the same thing with George Pickens, right? You know, I mean I'm from
1: Pittsburgh. Well, I all right,
3: all right. So uh, I love I love Pickens, just Mm -hmm. period, period, end of story. But like there were there were incidents. That yeah. led to that narrative. Yeah. What incidents has Jalen Carter ever, exactly. ever,
2: ever
3: Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It doesn't. Nothing. It doesn't make sense. And doesn't it Doesn't make sense.
2: It's the kind of thing where, like, to I'm, me, I'm like, like,
3: I'm like, I'm like, want to punch someone right now. I'm so angry.
2: <laughs> well, like sometimes things come out, and it's like a team, like, is a team doing this to try to get him to drop, to come to them, yeah. kind of thing. But like, it, not that that's okay. <laughs> Right. Where, but like, I'm always trying allegiance? to figure out like
3: the, like is this, the why, you
2: know, guy? <laughs> right. Yeah. But, it, but it's yeah. like, it's like, what's the why or whatever. And like, why would Todd McShay do that? I mean, and he said yeah. something along the lines of like, I'm getting this out ahead of you because this is going to come up. And now you guys are hearing it for me first kind of deal. I was like, whatever, man. Like, I don't.
1: And it made me think, you know, okay, what, the, what has he heard? Mm-hmm. Has someone told him some information off the cuff that nobody else has heard? Right. I mean, I think we're all pretty doubted in dog central, as a whole was pretty doubted and we've never heard anything like that about Jalen Carter or anybody on the pro in the program, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, so where do you get that information from? Uh, I think it just kind of upset me. Yeah. I
2: mean, I think that Missouri thing is the closest thing you could come to anything, but That's like you it. said, I mean, that was like, I mean, Quick, a one-off thing that we had never seen before, haven't seen since. I, yeah. I mean, because you know, Kirby and <laughs> Company told him, "Hey, don't do that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he man. He hasn't
1: done it again. Yeah. since. I mean, that. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that, I, that was like and super out of left field for me. And if you go back to that Missouri game, it was more or less Missouri guys that were kind of prompting that behavior because they kept kind of, you know, mm-hmm. kind of baiting it. You know, baiting the the shark. Yeah. And I don't know why you're going to put blood into the water. You know, right. he's going to come after you. and He's going to bite you. I mean, it's, yeah, that's who he is. Yeah. It it was very I mean, very weird.
3: Yeah. Todd McShay's he's he's from the north, man. He went to Richmond. He's from he Massachusetts. went
1: to Richmond. I can't wait till he comes back around here. I'm in Richmond, so if he comes back <laughs> around here, I got him. You know? He's
3: from uh, he's from Massachusetts. Like he's a damn Yankee. Hey,
1: hey, hey watch it, John. <laughs> Easy, John. <laughs> You're from Lagrange, bro. You're from Lagrange. Yeah, family. The blood is from Lagrange. No doubt about it. You know where were you born no about it? What's that? Where were you born? I was born in Pittsburgh you're born in pittsburgh but yeah family pittsburgh. had our family had already gone to family had already moved man yeah the but great grandfather not- had already taken everybody bought a whole bunch of land created some other businesses in pittsburgh so got everybody's it, dead. it, it. okay and my okay. blood the blood from the ground the blood from <laughs> yeah. the ground yeah. and it screams georgia there you go yeah dude uh, yeah seriously <laughs> uh, i love it i love it there are
2: there <laughs> are exceptions there are exceptions <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I, you know, I, I I lived up there briefly. I lived up there briefly. I, I was outside of Philadelphia, so Lamar, you don't, you definitely don't like that, I'm sure. But
1: no, I got fa- you know what? With half the family went to Pittsburgh, the other uh, all some of the other boys went down to uh to Philadelphia. Okay, I don't well, I don't know why they didn't want to do like the family business. My my great mm-hmm. grandfather had like uh, he had bars, he had uh, some you know did like farming things like that. Mm-hmm. They wanted to get into the steel mills. So half went to oh. Pittsburgh. The other half went to Levittown right outside of Philadelphia. Got it. Okay.
2: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, the Loveless yeah. clan. Yeah, man.
1: We <laughs> get in the history. I
3: love it. Yeah.
1: And <laughs> oh, Wyclef I... Lovelace. He is related, but distant. You know, hmm. I'm, I'm still trying to get him on the pod. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. What, um, Lamar,
2: I, I did want to get your thoughts on, because we're we're a week out. Mm -hmm. um from early signing day being it's 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 next wednesday it's december 21st um and i guess like i'll make my comment and i guess you can react because like for me i i missed the february signing day like early signing day (laughs) sounded like a great idea when it was being floated and uh, it's like you know kids are done with high school let them go ahead and sign and don't have you know no more contacts they don't have to worry about anything for the rest of their high school career they can enroll early etc but like the way it started to pan out and now like the what used to be signing day is now like kind of a non-event. And then like, maybe it's also selfishness of like, we're always (laughs) in this hunt. Like we're in this playoff (laughs) talk right now. And like, this is a distraction in the middle of, you know, playoff preparation. So I I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts on it? How do you feel about it? Mixed
1: emotions. I I like it from this standpoint. We are who we are right now. So it helps us. Mm. Right. So if we weren't in the playoff hunt, would we be getting some of the five stars that we're getting? Mm-hmm. because they would never know. We wouldn't be getting some of the high four stars, right? right? They wouldn't be able to say to themselves, well, that's a program that I want to go to because they're winning. There's other programs that could say that. But at the very same time, with the portal now being opened, mm-hmm. I don't know how much I like it. it, it it's it's a weird dynamic. Uh, the portal was kind of upset the apple Card, so to speak. I mean, right now, there are spots being held open, not only by Georgia, but by other programs. Mm-hmm. Because right. they don't know, do we take this this wide receiver transfer? Do we take this quarterback transfer? It's kind of upset that Apple card. Mm. Um, but let's look at it from this angle as well. Most of our guys that have come in early have been prepared to play. Yeah. If you come in, in February, if you sign in February, you're not coming in until June to start your, your, you know, your college career. These guys have mm. already gotten two weeks of practice or they'll get two weeks of practice in in, in tow once they sign. You know, they'll be able to see how things operate. They'll be able to get the playbook. They'll be able to see how Kirby and the culture move. That's a benefit to a team like Georgia. To other teams, it may not be because they're not practicing. Um, right. I don't know. It's it's a mixed dynamic of what you like and what you don't like. But it is exciting. You know, I think it used to be exciting in February when you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was like opening a Christmas gift. Now it's like, okay, I right. stuck in the mom's closet. I figure out I'm going to get the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip. But, you know, is it really exciting when I open it up on Christmas Day? I don't know. I mean, that's the way it is right now. Right? So, um, oh, know, tomatoes, tomatoes, it depends on what you like, and it depends on how it benefits you as a program. But I think for Georgia, it's definitely benefiting because everybody mm. sees how dominant they are. They want to be in that mix. They want to be one of those players that, are, that sign early. get, mm. Do they get a ring if they sign early? Good question. I don't know. I would. No, I would have don't. to think no. I would. Have I mean, think. they're officially really part of the program. They're practicing, right? They get. I mean, I know they get the gear. They probably get the peach bowl gear and yeah. national title gear. But um,
3: yeah, that's part of the stick, though, right? Like that's yeah. part of why like the teams like Georgia's got a lot of guys that are that are early enrolling, right? Like, hey, I'm going. I'm I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and a lot of that, a thoughts? lot of that, a lot of that is so that they don't get recruited over, right? Like, yeah. They don't, yeah. port- they don't get portaled over. Yeah. And I think that to like, and John, you know, John to his like business profession, like he's, he works in, he works in these companies that are startups and things like that that are um, you know, culture driven and, and, yeah. and, the, and, and, young, thriving organizations that are like moving, like flying by the seat of your pants and technology there has to be a good culture in order for that momentum to continue, and it's very mm. similar to what Kirby has built. <sighs> um, he's very, very focused on culture, and I heard—I um, can't remember who it was—I I was listening to something. They were talking about, like, you know, the the, the Georgians of the world. They're not taking—they're not taking transfers and things like that. But like, ultimately, like alluding to the fact that. They're, they're not the SEC schools that are that are storied that are established that are the Kirby Smarts and the Nick Sabins of the world I mean I would even go so far to say as like the, the Brian Kelly's you know mm-hmm. uh, I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head but like you know they're they're they're, they're recruiting certain person they're recruiting certain like person personas mm-hmm. that you may you may be able to go take a bag you may be able to they're, they're recruiting, they're recruiting these people, you know, they, they may be able to go to a, uh, a lower tier school and catch a bag. Yep. But if you want to come to Georgia, you want to compete for championships, like that also has value. And it's very much the, I mean, it's exactly the same in the corporate world, man. There yeah. are companies that just have a, there are companies that just have a reputation for, Hey, you want to come here? You can come here. We're not going to pay you nearly as much as what you can make somewhere else. But after you leave here, you can make whatever you want. You can write your own check. You can you can like if you if you work for Google, if you worked for Apple back in the day, you work for Coca-Cola here in Atlanta. You work for Home Depot here in Atlanta. Um you can pretty much do whatever you want. Chick-fil-A, good gracious. If you get through that recruiting process, I've been through it. It (laughs) sucks. Uh, Shout out to anybody that wants to hire me at (laughs) (laughs) Chick-fil-A. But listen, like there's value that comes with a name on a resume. And if you come to Georgia, like there's a statement that you're making to the world that, Hey, I'm legit. I've been through. I've got the best coaches in the world. I've got the best process in the world. I've got the best resources in the world. Alabama's the same thing, man. Like maybe it's on the I mean there's definitely like cracks in the armor over there, right? But like mm-hmm. there's there's value in where you go. And so if yeah. if you can do that, like there's there's there's, there's if you if you want to be at the best, you got to you got to go where the best are, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I agree. think that's, I mean, that, that's a selling point. And that's how we've made, uh, how we've flourished in that realm. I think Lamar, my issue is like, I tend to be a victim of, of nostalgia. I should probably get over it since we're in like, these are the good old days right now, yeah, <laughs> you know thing? but like, I, but it's, it is the, like the, Oh, I just remember like, I mean, not even that his, he he ended up transferring, but like Isaiah Crowell holding up the bulldog. Like, I don't know, like <laughs> just like the things like that, like on national yep. sign day in February, like stick out in my mind. And like, I just remember like the, like in Athens, everyone would go to the blind pig tavern. Right. And like you, like that was the place to be on signing day or whatever. And like, that like national the signing day kind of like national holiday for college football fans, I feel like is gone now. Um yeah. and maybe that shouldn't really matter, I guess. And, and also Jim, I, Jim I, just I, wants Jim
3: just wants the fax machine running. He wants the camera <laughs> on the fax machine. He wants he
1: wants the fax machine. Hold on, can I see the name? What name is that? Oh that? Uh, the fax machine. Well, I think <laughs> the problem has really been social media, right? I mean, yeah, I think we would still have that, even with an early signing day. We would have that that, You know, opening up a new gift on Christmas Day type thing if we didn't Mm -hmm. have social media. But now, I mean, everybody displays where they're going. Um, They give their hints. Um, They have to Mm -hmm. have a video done by Trey. They have to have, you know, Mm -hmm. Georgia put out a video about the kids coming. Kirby has to say, go, you know, go dogs. It used to be back in the day you didn't get that, right? I mean, you just showed up on on signing day and all of a sudden you figured out who was coming to your school. I think the times just changed and, you know, we just got to kind of move with it. Yeah. Shout out! Shout out to TT Seven Productions. Not a sponsor yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> awesome. Shout awesome. out to Trey. Shout out to Trey. And That's my right. guy Mitch Pike. Mitch, he Mitch, does our Mitch our, is good, dude. Yeah, Mitch man, is he always does all, all of our, the boys. Yeah, he he does all of our graphic edits. Man, he's um he's been phenomenal for us. Nice. Yeah.
2: Well, I don't know if you guys want to hit any of the other things. I think we had a couple of small things, but um, you guys want to hit on that? We because I mean, I mean, we can wrap if y'all are. If we're winding down,
3: man, I can literally do this all night, man. Well, I
2: could too. I'm trying to be respectful of <laughs> Lamar's time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, wifey just came through, and yeah. the sun just came down the hall, and he's like, "Okay, are we going to throw football down the hallway or whatever?" Yeah. Um, so I got a few minutes, but yeah, I mean, um, I could do this all day, every day. I mean, it's just what I do, man. I love that. Well, I, love that.
2: I think the big, I think the biggest regret is that we've waited so long to do this. I, I will, yeah, I got to tell right? you, Lamar. John has sent me some like direct text just to me, like we've got it. Why, how have we not had Lamar? Like, how have we not done this yet?
1: I was like, you're right. You guys are welcome anytime to come on anytime at all. Uh, I mean, it's not like, you know, I feel like it's more the merrier, especially Mm -hmm. since, you know, we're all part of dogs, you know, dog central. Um, But I think that you get so many collective ideas and thoughts when you have different minds and look at the, look at the game from different angles. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's funny because I mean, some of the things that John's even been talking about today, I mean, I was literally driving to work thinking about the same things, right? Yeah, The things that we brought up about, you know, Mike Leach. I was thinking about those driving to work. Stacey yeah. Searles. I was thinking about driving <laughs> to work. I mean, I was like, I was pissed off at Stacy Searles halfway through the season. George mm-hmm. had to calm me down. And, but now, when you, really, I mean, he really yeah. did. But when you look at what they're doing now, it's like, man, you know, just let the process play out. Um, yeah. But, you yeah. know, when you have... uh You have guys like us that can get together, it's it's natural therapy. Yeah. Let's get together
3: after the let's get together after the peach bowl and just do a recap, everybody. Like (laughs) I agree. I in my opinion, like the more the merrier, like you said, like we can do our own recap episode and then after like we let's just do like let's just cherish this, man, because we've only got a handful of games left. Like let's just stretch it out, like eke it out. Like I'll 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 take all the squeeze I can get out of all of us, man. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Awesome.
2: Well, I know so uh programming note. So for my guy the podcast on, on our side, we'll definitely have uh an Ohio State, you know, peach bowl preview coming up. Lamar, if you're listening for on one hundred Sanford side, I mean you guys are pretty consistent Thursday, Friday, right? Yeah. Every week. I know Likewise. you got I'm sure you've got um all, all those the weekly cadence still lined up. Assuming, yeah, assuming am I correct? Not to put words in your mouth, Lamar.
1: No, no, you're 100 percent correct. Uh, you know, I think we're gonna have, we may have Maurice Cl- Cl- Claret back on, hmm. uh, but we'll have somebody on. You know, we'll we'll definitely preview the Ohio State game, and and after that, you know, whether it's TCU, whether it's Michigan, whoever it may be, we're gonna we're gonna preview that as well and, and kind of dig deeper into it. But it's been nice to kind of have a couple weeks <laughs> off, though, right? You know, what I mean, just kind of yeah, 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 breathe a little bit after this big time season. Uh, but it's it's been phenomenal. It's been a phenomenal. Run. Meanwhile, you have
3: meanwhile you have Carter, who's like, "Where's all the episodes?" I can, <laughs> can get on something. Can I get on something. So if you if you're if you're a Mike out a podcast listener, you got Carter. You got the Carter Chronicles <laughs> waiting on you.
4: <laughs> my
3: son, like Lamar. That's what I say. Like, if you give if you give that boy an an inch, he'll probably take a mile. Because my son, like once once he came on, he's like, okay. <laughs> Okay. What's my next experience? Well, it's Logan, funny. Logan Booker, Logan Booker, bless his heart, has just like fed the beast. <laughs>
1: I started doing videos for him. Trey got me started on this, but, uh, I started doing like little videos and cutups of, of his games and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. uh, he loves it. After every game, he's like, "Dad, you did my video yet?" And I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> calm down." He's like, "Okay, I want this music. I want this, you know, this this look." And I'm like, "Are you serious? I mean, he's only eight, you know. What I mean, but um, you got an yeah, Instagram page. He loves it. Not specifically for him. No, I got my own. But uh, even on TikTok, I'll put a couple of his videos up. And um,
3: I started. Know, I started a, a, a so a, a lot of so Carter plays elite level soccer. Nice. Um, and so, a lot of the friends that he has that we play on some of these teams, they have their own Instagram pages. So I would encourage you to start posting on on his own page, even though he may not have access to it. And yeah, Carter yeah. Carter definitely doesn't. But like, <laughs> I just I just I keep all that stuff there. Otherwise, my my content feed at one point my content feed was like all Carter, and I was like, what the what am I doing here? Like, I need
2: to- <laughs> the best get- is when John accidentally sends me an Instagram DM from Carter's <laughs> account and
1: not his. I'm like, why yes. is Carter? Saying- <laughs> okay. Here's an interesting note. You guys always do like fun facts on your show. See, I listen. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, you you talk about elite level soccer. Well, one, I guess Richmond is huge for soccer. I mean, we have the Strikers. Oh, and for sure. So all over the place. Virginia. Um, UVA. Yeah, is, UVA. Is, huge. I mean, yeah. Syracuse well, just won the national championship. That's right. So you talk about UVA. One of my teammates that played uh, with me in basketball. Um, and all stars and and camps and whatnot was Eddie Pope the Eddie uh, U.S. Pope. yeah yes. yeah, USA uh, defenseman. I, I I've been trying to reach out to him. I can't get a hold of him. But I just wanted to bring him on just to talk about soccer. Even though you know, bro, I, it has let's, nothing let's, to do with Georgia. But <laughs> let's still, get just bring him on.
3: We could do that in the off season. Let's get British yeah. Bulldog on. We can get like our own Jim Jim Jim's like nightmare scenario is that <laughs> me, me and British Bulldog start a Manchester United podcast,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah, dude, that, that, that's awesome.
3: Yeah, that's awesome I man. Remember him,
1: I remember him. I, I threw him an alley oop, right? And you know, he could jump out the gym. And I was like, man, you know, where are you going? It. I believe it. Yeah, man. I said, where are you going? Said, you know, where are you headed to? Because we <laughs> had a bunch of different guys from different places that were uh, playing in our in our uh, camp. He goes, believe it or not, I'm really I'm really good at soccer. And I looked at him. I'm like, I've never even met a black dude who plays soccer. You know, I'm from Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what talking about? You're good at soccer, man. We don't play soccer. Dude, he right? was the, he was
3: the, he yeah, was the, yeah, he's a monster.
1: He, he was, was a monster. beast. Yeah. He was a monster. And, uh, and I didn't about, believe him. We
3: talk about this. All right. So you just, what you just described, like we're completely, we're completely effing off the rails, Jim, (laughs) but like, like you talk about that, but like people, people joke about like, you know, you said he was, he he was basketball. Was it basketball? Yeah, it was basketball. Yeah. He played. So the, the context, the context that you have of him is, is basketball. Right. Yeah. And a lot of these football players, you know, they're really good at basketball too well mm-hmm. there's a lot of basketball players that are really good at other sports and there's yeah. a lot of soccer soccer players that are really good at other sports and there's uh, there's like this undercurrent i saw it today actually um like hey like let's maybe just like silence the the chatter of what happens if the us's best athletes like they made some comments about how luka modric would not be an elite athlete in the united states and i'm like hold up timeout like <laughs> like I I disagree with that statement. Yeah, because, I totally disagree. Because you've got guys like in the in the in the NBA, like literally that were like some of the greatest of all times that yeah. would be that would be fantastic midfielders, that would be fantastic wingers. Like if we had our best athletes in the United States playing soccer, like we would be <laughs> yeah, we would be much much further along than what we are right now. And so yeah. Like, I I totally, I totally agree. Like, Eddie, like, can you say like, oh, wait, what?
1: You play soccer? Like, yeah, no, yeah. dude. Yeah, I mean, that was years ago. Obviously, I'm dating myself, but still, I mean, I, <laughs> I looked at him and I was like, there's no flipping way. And he was, you know, I, I can't remember where Eddie grew up, whether it was Virginia or it was uh, Maryland, but um, he said, no, bro. He said, I'm probably, you know, I'm going to go on and play soccer i'm like why are you even here then he's like well you know i gotta (laughs) i you know i gotta weigh my options you know whatever it may be but yeah he was phenomenal and and i agree with you i think if some of our best athletes decided to play soccer heck my son's getting into soccer again this this summer Mm -hmm. you know he did it when he was back in houston when we were there um but covid kind of upset that but he's getting back into it now uh i think it helps with footwork i think it helps with speed agility you know hand-eye coordination all that good stuff and i think our our athletes would really dominate if if they really decided to, to get into soccer,
2: don't let me so, go off on my multi-sport athlete rant, Lamar, because that, so, that is my one thing. Like I so much specialization, right? Like yeah, yeah. you don't get to play everything like you did when we were kids. But True. I True. am I I am gonna go off on a little bit of a rant on this, but
3: um I I'll tell you so a lot of a lot of the alumni that I know that are were lettermen, like I know some guys that played back when we were in school mm-hmm. and they won't let their kids play they won't let their kids play football until they get physically to a point where they feel like that they are ready to play because of the toll that football takes like you said your kids mm-hmm. in flag football yeah that to me is great like and some of the feedback that i've gotten from some of the players is that soccer is actually like a better training facility for football later in life because of the spatial recognition mm. that you have to have in mm-hmm. order to get get in behind get in behind defenders to physically run down the field and make those cuts and make those accelerations and short cuts and short bursts and things like that um I'll, I'll 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 give you. If I think I I think I texted it to you, but I'll I'll put it out in the podcast form. But there's a there's a documentary that is called Good Rivals on Amazon Prime. Everybody's got Amazon, right? So go go and check it out. It is a fantastic documentary on the United States versus Mexico rivalry. And if you listen to it, it's a it's a documentary on the rivalry of the United States Mexico. Um, you know, soccer rivalry, which is fantastic. And it talks about geopolitical, all those same, all those kinds of types of things. But one of the biggest things that I benefited from was just how young the game of soccer is in the United States, because you listen to what happened in the documentary and it's like, holy shit. like this game has really only been taken seriously by people that have money and power yeah. to make things happen since 1986. I was five years old at that time. <laughs> like, yeah, I uh, wasn't even part of the vision for what that would take to make this thing seriously. Yes. Carter, Carter, my son, and your son, Lamar, and our kids' kids are solidly in what would be the vision for what that might look like to get to the point. And think about how long it's taken UGA to get where we are in football mm-hmm. to be at the dominant level. You, there's a the, there's a joke that Tony Waller used to say on the on Bulldog blog was, there's a difference between being committed to winning and being financially committed to winning. The United States of America yeah. is now financially committed to winning. And what you're seeing is progressive like advancement in that realm. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and well, and that's what it took that's what it took in Georgia, right? Yeah, yeah Too. I mean, exactly. It's, it's, exactly. it's not it's not just Kirby. It's Kirby plus that. So, it's yeah. Kirby that's plus, a plus the commitment. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Nice. Agreed. All right, Lamar, this has been awesome, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, you. Man, appreciate it's been great. Always um shout out to George George Foster also for for hopping on for a bit. Uh always fun to talk to him. It was a blast. Um and, you know, I, I thought maybe we could do a bit of a, a, a mashup. So I'm going to kick this off. I, I kind of wanted to close out with go Dogs" and see you at 100. <laughs> see you at
1: 100. <laughs> go dogs. see you I at 100. Uh, wait, wait, you got to say what George says. All right now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right now.
1: Oh, love
4: it.